Welcome to Early Learning Journeys. Jeff Johnson over here, Tamar Jacobson over there. How are you doing, Tamar? Hi, Jeff. I'm doing well. So nice to be together again. I'm glad we're here. Um, before we bring Leslie in, I wanted to just uh, just toss this out there. Uh, former guest of the show, friend of the show, Dan Hodgins, passed away the cu- a couple days ago, very unexpectedly. Um, it, it's a great loss to me personally. He was uh, he was a friend and mentor and um Every interaction I had with him left me feeling that who I would like to be professionally was more like him and always felt myself falling short of the mark, but striving for that. Um, So the loss was, was, I'm still dealing with it because I, I was expecting to have uh, a couple more decades of, of learning from Dan and, um, and I lost that. So uh, all you uh, friends of Dan out there, I know you're, you're kind of uh, feeling the same things right now, but on a lighter note, We've got Leslie McNeil with us. Leslie, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. So, little little history of Leslie. Like a lot of guests on this show, I, I met Leslie. I think out running the road, just talking about things. But maybe it was on the internet too. I don't really remember. But well, it was like this chat room. Yeah. Like really, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was back when they invented the internet. Um, no, Leslie, uh, Leslie and I have spent some uh, time eating and drinking together and chatting and hanging out, and and she is a, a caregiver that I that I really kind of dig uh, for her her passion for young children, but also for her awesome photography skills because uh, she, uh, she 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 ha- she has a good eye for capturing moments of play and children being themselves, and so. Um, Leslie, let's let's start at the beginning. Um, in the history of the show, all all of our former guests were once children. Is that uh, is that whole tree f- true for you? Um, in in fact, is that is correct? Yeah. Well, what was what was uh, where were you born? What do you what what do you remember from childhood? What kind of kid were you? What was life like? Obviously, awesome. <laughs> like, why are you asking that now? Um, where was I born? You said, sure. Um, I was born in Springfield, Massachusetts. Long time ago and long time ago, (laughs) not that long ago. I'm just young, you know, Um, it was, it was obviously awesome. Yeah. I was obviously awesome as a child. Oh, I see. I see. (laughs) Yeah. Are you questioning that tomorrow? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I was. I thought you said your childhood was uh, obviously awesome. Was oh, it? that was too. Yes, yes, it was. I was just, uh, you know, saying how awesome I was. But um, no, I had a great childhood actually. And when I first started in childcare um, during my interview, she asked me about my childhood, and it ended up being a three-hour interview, and there was like lots of tears. <laughs> Oh, well, let's get into that. <laughs> oh, happy tears, happy tears. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, that's what we talk about at the show. What What was, where did the happy tears talking about your childhood come from? Well, I think it's because, well, as you know, like I was born in the States and I'm living in Canada and I was at this interview to work in a child care center and I wasn't really expecting it, but she wanted to know about my childhood And it was just, I hadn't seen my family in a really long time. And I just kind of was saying how great it was and how wonderful my parents were and 
how awful my siblings were to me. Like, <laughs> and I just, it was really emotional. Like you don't, when you step, stop back and think about, you know, what your parents did to make it special and all the memories you had, it just, it kind of struck a little sensitive spot there talking about it. Oh, good. This list sounds delicious. Doesn't it, Jeff? It does. What did your, what, what did your parents do that made your childhood so awesome? Um, beatings were minimal. <laughs> that's, that's probably a good thing. No, um, I don't know. Like uh, my, I always say, well, wait like a my second, mom- hold it, hold it. And when you say minimal, how many? <laughs> I actually think that my parents, my mom, like hit me like once actually. Mm-hmm. And I was older and I've never let her live it down. And every time I tell her it happened, she's like, Oh, you know, call child services on me. Your, your life was horrible. <laughs> How old were you? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I old enough that I said something probably really rude and it was like a reaction. And then she cried and then I cried and yeah, I was not beaten. Well, that's except, except, for, that, like, except for that one time. That's very that nice. one time. But it's nice that she cried because that means she was sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She better be. She's going in a home. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, because quite often parents, you know, don't apologize. And then people hold those things inside them for a long time. So that's really nice that she she cried with you. Yeah. I would call that awesome. Were, were Were you good at pushing her buttons? Oh, I'm sure. I have a terrible temper. I still do. Like my children have terrible temper tempers and my husband's like, wonder where that came from. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-oh. So I mean, what? of course I was the baby too. So like, I felt like my sister was always mean to me. I was like the annoying little sister. And I remember what I did too, I think is, and I, well, I don't remember what I did, but I remember walking by a refrigerator and there was all these magnets and I just like went by and like threw them all on the floor and slammed the door. Like really dramatic. It was really a fun, like I should have probably been an actress because the drama was there, but I don't know. I don't know how this has become the topic of my awesome childhood <laughs> about the one time my mom smacked me. Well, it wasn't just about that. What you're sharing also is that you had a, that you say that you have a temper. Yes, I do. Sure. Which which probably means you just express your anger. Yeah, I'm very expressive. (laughs) (laughs) What? One one sibling? How many siblings? Two siblings. I have a brother that's 10 years older than me and then a sister that's like, I don't know, 20 months older than me. Yeah. So what was, what was, what was growing up like? What did you, what did you like to play? What did you like to do? What kind of, other than a child with a temper, what kind of kid were you? I'm labeled. That's it for life. Oh, no, um, no. You, you did the labeling, love. You did the labeling. Yeah. Right. We don't, I don't think of you as a person with a temper. I think you just express your anger. Exactly. Frustration. <laughs> um, um, so my brother was obviously 10 years older, so he was always way older. He was the troublemaker for sure. Then he went off to the Marines and, you know, straightened up, but he was always the one, you know, having to pick us up from swim practice and 
dance, you know, he was really helpful. And I mean, I'm still very, very close with him. And of course, though, having a brother that's 10 years older than you, like I'd have crushes on his friends and they'd come over and, you know, I'd be like, you know, so-and-so's over and they'd like pants me. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) pantsed me. What does that mean, Jeff? Translation. You are, Tamar, you are going to get a whole education tonight. I don't, like, you get ready. Buckle up. Go ahead, Leslie. <laughs> Explain so it to pantsing, her. Pantsing means that they, like, pull down your pants and, like, show your butt. Oh. But now I'm afraid that you think that I was a beaten child who was, like. No, not at all. Put into, not like. At all. Because I, I think your your mother cried with you. A, a beaten child doesn't have a mother crying with them. Oh yeah. No, yeah. And 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 the whole pantsing thing—that's just good fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean most of the time, well, it's consensual. How old? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe he. I don't know, second grade, first grade, six, seven. And I remember one time I was like asleep on the couch and he like picked me up and threw me in the pool. <laughs> you know. I think you were really <laughs> abused, you poor thing. This is terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. I, I, will, <laughs> I will call him and tell him. And he's still till this day. I was just down home uh, a couple months ago and he still like puts me in headlocks and stuff and like tries to show me he does like a lot of like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and things like that. And he's like, let me show you this. And I mean, it's just how he is. But I love him dearly. He is. I'm very close with him. My sister-in-law is a godsend. And his children, like it's, he always jokes, like, look where I am now. They have a beautiful home, beautiful family. And uh, yeah, we're very close. So well, actually, in it sounds like he did a lot of rough and tumble play with you, which is kind of nice. For sure. I mean, and then he went into the Marines and he was gone for, you know, whatever, how many years he was there. And then he came back like a somewhat changed man. I mean, the immaturity was still there, but he was definitely... No, I mean, that's just, mo- that's just most dudes. Um, uh, Leslie's yeah, brother, thanks sure. for your service. Yes, definitely. So what did you like to, other than, uh, other than. Wait, wait, Jeff, oh, I want to hear about the older sister. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't oh. hear much about the sister either. What's going there's on with the sister? Enough, there's not enough time in this podcast tomorrow for that one. Um, no, my sister, we were pretty close when we were little, you know, we were close in age and we we're just stereotypical kids shared a room sometimes she was always like the tough brave one because it was like the older sister and she was always well come here I had a loose tooth one time and she's like oh come here like I'm gonna pull that out and I was like I was like the scared timid shy and she just came over held me down and ripped out my tooth again it sounds I was used but you know like (laughs) Uh, it sounds like just normal sibling stuff to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was just a baby and I was a baby. I still am a baby. I'm very sensitive and like a scared, shy person. So uh, I was definitely the favorite. Still am. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just, I don't know, very normal, very boring. Um, nothing overly exciting, but we had a good time. Lots of good memories. Doesn't sound boring yet. What, what no, I your, suppose. What was your what was your favorite plaything? 
Hmm. Like my favorite thing to play? Yeah, or thing to play with. Yeah, your favorite <laughs> toy, your favorite thing to play, your favorite activity. <clears throat> Ooh. I don't know. Truly. Um, we did a lot of dramatic play as kids. Like I remember being in our dining room and my mom would let us just go to town and we'd get in all like the dishes and notepads and set up like a full um, restaurant with like the little coffee pot. And then we also in my mother, my mom had a minivan and I actually just told the story the other day and I'm like, I would never let my children do this, but I don't know we would play McDonald's drive through in the van. And one of us, we would like save our wrappers, probably just left, church, honestly. And then one of us would be on our bike and we would roll down the window. We'd crank it. And we'd be like, welcome to McDonald's. And we'd do our order and then, okay, go to the first window. And we'd have to drive around the van and then we'd steal my mom's change. And then you'd in the van, pretend it was the kitchen And then we threw, like, put all the change in the heating vent, like the air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly like to know how much money was in there because she couldn't even, you couldn't even move the, to like adjust where (laughs) the air would go. It was just like all money. And she's like, oh yeah, you guys had fun. Like just really easy going. And I'm like, man, we played that all the time. And there was probably... I would like to know. I can't even rough guess how much money was in there. <laughs> what was there any heat when winter came and uh, you're no. in a van on your way to school or something? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's funny because I do not remember at all. But I just can remember always doing that and throwing it in there. And I mean, I don't remember ever being cold or hot or anything. So I don't know. She probably just traded it in and was like. <laughs> stop putting money in my car but it was good memories and we had fun and we were probably out of her hair she went back to school so mm-hmm. um bless her heart like she is like a wonder woman she had three kids went back to school she was worked at teaching at like a nighttime like community college type thing mm-hmm. and then was back in school full-time to do her teaching and um So a lot of times my dad was just like taking us and doing everything so she could do it all. So I think just us being not killing each other, not fighting, just put the money in my car. Like, I don't even care. (laughs) You know, (laughs) What, What kind of stuff were you doing with the dad? Everything. Oh my gosh. So my dad, I always say he has no patience at all for anything and anyone, but when it comes to kids or his grandkids or anything like that, he is the best and he would do literally everything. He would play dream phone. He would do dance competitions where we would take like our trophies. They were basically all my sister's trophies because she was always better at everything. And we would put on these performances and he would sit and then we would do them. And then we'd always make it a tie. And my sister would freak out, cry because she did a freaking cartwheel and Leslie didn't. And I clearly won. And it would end in like tearing from her. But then I would just be excited that I also got a medal. Right. <laughs> so, you know, just everything like and truly like I say it all the time, the most patient anything my mom says like oh he can't say no to you so why don't you call and ask and I'm like perfect I will um because he just you know he would come I remember like 
one time there was this after school like murder and it wasn't murder mystery in fourth grade, but it was like a science mystery. It was like a special event. And I really wanted to go and he came home from work and I was crying because here's the dramatics. And I was like, I really wanted to go and I forgot. And he's like, let's go and brought me like he would just always do stuff like that. Bike rides, go up and play softball, at, you know at the park at the you know just everything I don't even know that's what made me emotional talking about it because he literally just did anything and everything and like as a parent now I know like you would come home from work you don't want to do that stuff you're exhausted you're you got so much to do and he just never told us no when it came to like uh you know wanting to do something let's play memory let's read a book and he's like okay let's do it so really good that way. And um, very lucky. Don't get me crying. Well, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I think you're just very grateful. So mm-hmm. what, what one trait did you bring into your work with children and your work as a mom from your, from your dad? Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> See, you put me on the spot. I mean, I, I think that I do sometimes think about like when I'm really busy, I mean, after work, dealing with kids a lot during the day and then coming home and then my son, you know, cause my daughter's too young to ask, but he'll be like, Oh, can we do this? And I'm just like, I'll drop everything pretty much um, real if, within reason to do it because I always think like, he always did that for me. And clearly here I am all these years later and how, what a lasting impression that had on me for him taking the time. And of course, cell phones weren't really a thing, but it's like, it was just meaningful, no disruptions. Him and I, or him and I and my sister um, having these moments of, you know, bonding, playing all of that. So I think I really try to make an effort to, be a lot like him with my kids and are you like that with the children that you teach as well sure yeah I mean I full disclosure I am not with the children full-time anymore actually Mm -hmm. I I joke that I'm like the aunt I um I have done everything over the years every room every age every position Um, and now I am in the office and I get to cook and I get, I take care of the owner's joke, everything that they don't want to do. They give to me because I just get excited about it. And I do get to be with the kids a little bit, um, covering lunch breaks or if somebody's out. And I love that because I get to kind of go in as a fresh face and I say that I'm the aunt, like I get to give them back because they are, they're adorable. I love them, but. I think it's a special person that can do it full time every day, every day for years and years and years, a very special person. But you did do it for years. Oh yeah. I mean, I did. Yeah. I mean, I could, but, um, I actually, no, I'm lying. I don't think that I could being completely transparent. I really, (laughs) especially with your own kids to go home to. Yeah, that's a big difference too. For like, that's a change. I sometimes fantasize about 
obviously not, not having my kids, but I'm like, remember the days when I would just walk off the playground and hop my car and go like, what is that now? I'm like, I've got like backpacks and lunch boxes, but my computer bag. And I'm like, I'm a pack mule. And I'm like, Oh man. But I mean, one day I'm sure I'll miss it. Of course. But it's like, whew, it's a game changer when you have your own. Yeah. Um, enjoy it. It's going to go by like that. Um, mm-hmm. what, same question about your mom. What, it, what, what is there about your mom that you see in yourself? Well, I see a lot. Um, of course, I mean, we are a product of our environment and I, um, I'm definitely, it's funny that you say that cause she was up here for the summer and she goes, huh, you're a lot more like your dad than you are me. And I was like, yeah, I would say so. But I think I'm a perfect 50-50 split. Um, she is way more intelligent than I am. But she was always teaching me, I mean, kind of stereotypical like mother things, right? Like I do everything, even my mannerisms, my expressions. I mean, they're both, but it's just kind of like, I look to her for everything. I hear myself saying things to my kids that she said to me. And I'm like, my God, I'm my mother, <laughs> you know, I mean, cause I mean, I'm super close with both my parents. Uh, my husband like jokes with me. Cause as, even as a child, I had severe separation anxiety. I would not leave my mother's side at all. I mean, I still talk to her every single day and everyone's like, Leslie is going to live in her parents' basement for life. Like she is way too, um, like, and my, it was my mother more than my father. I mean, as close as I am, but it was like always with her. And I'm, I'm the one that moved countries mm-hmm. and as farthest away, you know, it's funny how that works. <laughs> would, would your son, uh, get away with, uh, with stuff and coins into the air vent of, uh, of your vehicle playing McDonald's? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious about, um, why you think your mother's smarter than you. Because she is absolutely about what, um, IQ wise, poof, for is sure. That what you, is that what you mean when you say she's smarter than you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my sister and my mother are very, very, very intelligent people, and my dad, I'm more like my dad, like, we're, <laughs> we're more people person. I mean, I've got great ideas, I'm more of a, I'm just a scatterbrained person that I'm not calling myself dumb, but I'm not on the intellectual level of my mother. Like she is, I don't even know. So she's I very Because I'm, I'm interested in that. Does she read more than you? Does she say things that you, you think are, are um, I mean, because you seem to me a, a very intelligent person. I mean, well, thank, thank you. <laughs> um. I mean, you're you're reflective, you, you are observant, you can do all kinds of things in different situations. So I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she no, and it's not, and not dissing myself. And I know that's not what you're saying. But she's brilliant. Like she loves school. Um, I hated school. She has all these degrees. She loves learning. If I say like one thing, like, oh, I think I'm going to get the kids a wagon. All she does is like almost obsessively reads about wagons and (laughs) 
I'm like, what are you doing? Um, she's got a huge medical background. And I always said like, why weren't you a doctor? And she's like, well, I had you guys and I just love teaching. That was my passion. So I wanted to take that route. You ask her about any medication and she knows everything about it. Like she's just a very intelligent person. And my sister kind of got that as well. That's all. So you get that? You you get it from someone intelligent? Possibly in her DNA. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure, but she's, my sister definitely is also a very intelligent, I say intelligent. I don't mean that I'm not intelligent. I'm just saying if we took an IQ test, mama and sister would be here and possibly my dad and myself and my brother would be in a different category. He used to have us do his homework when he was in high school. Like bless him. He's got the looks, not the smarts. And so who did your homework? Myself. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So you said you didn't teach. like school. Why? Um, I don't know. I shouldn't say I didn't like school. Um, I love school. I never miss time, but I do have ADHD and I really struggle with paying attention, staying on track. And I'm definitely a social person that I was there for the social aspect. Now I love learning and things like that, but I just, if it wasn't something like math, oh my goodness, I basic math, I cannot do. I, I don't want to try. I hate it. Now, certain things that are more obviously like whatever side brain it may be, I'm definitely the more creative one, but I think that's why I am the way that I am because I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I just think of this brilliant idea. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. My guess is I, that you're pretty intelligent. I mean, maybe. I mean, <laughs> no dummy. I'm no dummy. You I are just, no dummy. <laughs> no dummy. I know this. And a lot of it is common sense, right? It's just common sense. I definitely don't lack common sense, but so, when it comes so to- I think when you, what you're referring to is some kind of book learning. Sure. Like, because it's like that they seem to know a lot of things, a lot of stuff. They retain it really well. Like, I mean, I will remember what you told me the first time I met and what you were wearing and things like that. But other so, things, I think it's just all what part of brain we are. It's sort struggling. of a social emotional intelligence. That, sure. That's just what I was going to say. My experience with Leslie is that she is very astute and attuned when it comes to social interactions and people. Uh-huh. That, that's, yeah. I, I like that kind of intelligence. I mean, I think I'm great. <laughs> I am so much, I'm so much fun. <laughs> I, I can attest to that. Um, so, you know, I, I watch um, Friends reruns and Phoebe always says that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because I just with my coworker had a conversation with like which Friends character you are. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a little bit, I'm like, I'm not just more one of the other, but I'm a little bit of everything. And I think that's just kind of how I am. I like a little bit of everything. I'm a little bit of everything. Which Tomorrow. character are you, Tamar? Yeah. From Friends? Yeah. I think I'm probably more yeah. like Monica because I'm obsessive. 
I drive my husband crazy with cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> so in school, you didn't like math. What did you like the social side? Was there, was there any of the classroom stuff that you, you liked? You mentioned you, you might, maybe you should have, should have been involved in drama or you involved in any of that no. in school. Oh, or oh I wouldn't or... have been drama. Absolutely not. I would never, um, people tell me I'd be good at it. Same with singing, as you know. Oh, yes. But I would never, ever, ever, ever do it because I don't like people looking at me and all that stuff. No, no, thank you. You don't like the attention. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, no, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. I just think you like the attention. Maybe you, you gotta have to... a couple. Maybe you need to have a couple of beers in you first. Maybe that's. Oh, wait, oh. Was, uh, my book is called "Everyone Needs Attention." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, true. We true all state. need it. Um, we don't all like it, but we all need it. Yeah, but the thing, I'm a very self conscious person, so I mean, people say, "Oh, like my mom." pushed and not in like a stage mom way but she could tell that I had like musical talents and she's like I really think you should you know take voice lessons or like take guitar like you are just so like you are gifted or whatever you know she could tell and I was like no absolutely I would never sing in front of anyone and like Jeff said unless I was highly intoxicated like my 21st birthday at a karaoke bar like sure but sober and no, no, I'm okay with that. But that's why I love being with kids because I can sing and they literally think, one girl said, why are you working here? I said, what do you mean? Because I, you know, and she's like, you're such a good singer. Like you should be famous. I don't know why you're getting working here because I know you don't get paid a lot. <laughs> this, this was a kid? Yeah. Oh, she, I mean, she was an after schooler. She was probably like 10, but I was like, oh, well, thank you. And um ouch like I'm okay I'm stable <laughs> well, well speaking of after school once you get into middle school and high school what were you what were you doing after school um I walked home in middle school by myself um because we just I was in walking distance so that was kind of boring. And I locked myself in a room and watched TV until my mother got home because I was scared someone was going to abduct me. And <laughs> and high school, I was you, very you were, social. You were scared somebody was going to abduct you because? I don't know. No, so I'm still this way. Uh, there was a couple high profile like abduction cases where I was from. And I remember walking and seeing those like wanted posters or missing. And I was convinced that was going to happen to me. And my mom said, no, 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 honey. Like as soon as they took you, you wouldn't shut up and they would throw you out of the vehicle. <laughs> they, would, they, would, they would hurry to bring you back. Yeah. They were like, believe me, we couldn't even pay anyone to steal you. And I was like, no, I'm serious. Like I'm genuinely afraid. And um, I'm still that way. Like I love all that true crime and, my mom is like, why do you watch those? You're the worst person to watch them. I'm like, I don't know, to be prepared. And, I can't and, look what. 
and and since you since you know you're so awesome, I mean, I'm sure you were just assuming I'm so awesome. Of course, somebody's gonna want to abduct me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whew, it, it was. Yeah, it's still like it was definitely and I and I give my mom a hard time. I'm like, you used to yell at me to go to the mailbox and I was genuinely afraid and you didn't care. And she's like, yep, there you go. Terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's so hard as as a parent to know how to respond to that, whether it's a deep a deep, real fear, like it sounds like you kind of really had, or whether it's something you oh, yeah. joke about or, or how to deal with it. Tamar, what's the right way to handle that? Oh, I would have great respect for her fear if I was, nowadays, if I was the mother of a child who had fear like that. Yeah, because it doesn't really matter the reason, you know, it's just there. And um, I think if, if you kind of allow it if you sort of uh, um, respect it and, and talk about it and in a serious way, it, it, then you might start to feel safer because somebody believes you kind of thing. Because um, yeah. a lot of people don't like it when children are frightened. You know, they want them to feel safe. And so then they say, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But, but really when you're in the middle of being frightened, it doesn't help when someone says it's going to be okay. You kind of, I'm so sorry that you feel this way. Look, I'm going to hold you now and I'm going to rock you and make you feel safe for now. I mean, depending the age, of course. Mm -hmm. I would do it that way. So this is something that I'm currently dealing with. Um, I would not sleep in my own bed for severe, like I would have panic attacks and my parents brought me to doctors. They were like, okay, like she's getting old. They've tried everything. Like I would run in their room every night. I was terrified. I just, and I can remember that. And I mean, I was like very old, like I'm saying 12 sleeping on their floor, just terrified, like having like night terrors and Oh, I, anyways. And I always said, if I had a child, that wanted to like climb in bed with me or was scared. I'm like, I will never, ever, ever, ever deny them because I could relate to it so, so well because my parents were at a loss and I, and I get that. Like I was old. They did try a lot of things. Um, and I remember them locking the door because it was suggested to them. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, listen, they're very amazing people tomorrow. No, that's <laughs> besides the point. That's beside the point. Of course, I, this is about yeah. your experience. Yeah. So, and I remember being like, and I would run out and the door was locked and I just cried and like would hide under blankets. Like it was awful. And they were just like, Oh my goodness. Like, I don't know what to do with her. And, um, and I, so I have always said, like, I can really relate to that. And of course it goes back to like my sister telling me horror stories of bloody Mary and all these things. And it just really stuck with me and whatever. I'm a very, I still struggle with anxiety. Like I'm a very anxious person. So my son now is four and ever since he was like 18 months old pretty much every night he runs in bed with us and I do see that struggle because he pulls hair and he kicks and he like he is the worst um 
but I said, I'm like, I'm sticking to my guns with that. And like, and sometimes like we will transfer him over and then he's fine. But if he's comes in and he's upset, like we just let him come in because I'm like, I am way too, that's way too familiar. And I'm sticking to my word with that because that is something I can relate to so well. And I will never, ever, ever deny if they're scared and feel like they need to come in to come in and just sleep because that was my life for a very long time. Yeah, my guess is because he's just four right now. My guess is that your attitude will um, he'll he'll get over it much quicker than you did, and also and he doesn't have a, an older sister who who tells him scary stories. Yeah, no, no, and like, and we, you know what? And thinking back, like we grew up in a very old, 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 like I don't know, eighteen hundreds New England home, and it was all redone. But and my great uncle, like passed away upstairs. Like there was a lot of factors as to why <laughs> I was scared. And even when I go home now, I'm like, I'll sleep downstairs for some reason. I've never had anything, but I'm like, I don't want to sleep up there. I'm sleeping downstairs. And, um, it's just funny. My sister's like, you're such a baby. You are like how old? And I'm like, Nope. I'm, and it's, I'm not that way at my own home. It's just kind of like, it's just my thing. And so well, I'm... she doesn't sound that intelligent to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> yeah. You'll probably outgrow it by the time, by prom. Yeah, well, that's what I said. I'm like, you know, is he really going to be 16 in here? And he said to me, my birthday was like last week. And he's like, mommy, since it's your birthday, I'm going to sleep with you. Like he tries to like whittle in there. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, that's a great birthday gift, but my birth, my true birthday gift would be sleep in your own bed. So I don't have like patches of baldness in my head from you pulling my hair at night. Like, but he, that, that, yeah. Um, although tomorrow, before we got started, I saw the little guy bring his mom a beverage before, before we started re- re- recording. Yeah, so uh, he's a, uh, he's, he might be pull, he might pull hair in his sleep, but he's, uh, he's taking care of mom when he's awake. So that's good. Oh, he's the best. So yeah. what were you doing after school in high school? Um, sports and stuff. Sports? Yeah. What was your sport? Do you want to take a guess? Um, I don't know. Probably soccer. Ew, no. No offense <laughs> to the soccer lovers, but running? Uh, <laughs> gymnastics. Hockey. Hockey? I grew up in the States, Tamar. I'm not. I only oh, live hockey. in Canada now. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. No, no. Okay. So I, um, I did cheerleading and softball and yeah. Cheer. Whoa, wait, time out. Cheerleading is a sport. I knew, I knew that's why you didn't guess it. I'm like, this, we're not going to get into that. Yes. It is a sport. It is. I mean, they, you you do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. But maybe now but back back when Leslie was young that was a long time ago it was probably not as uh <laughs> a long time ago no I'm like practically I'm close I'm no we did it competitively and it I have like that was my favorite thing and um although not good at gymnastics at all um which is a big flaw but you know, it was, 
a few minutes ago, you mentioned that you, uh, you know, you didn't like attention or people looking at you. And now you're telling me you were a cheerleader. What, what did you cheer for? Were you, were you like a, a golf cheerleader where there was an audience? <laughs> Oh, it's funny. I know, I know, I know, I know. Cause I also like did dance as a kid and I did swimming and, um, pretty much to the point where I would be like almost dry heaving before competitions because I didn't want like that nerves, but it's one of those things. And I think it's probably like anybody that does acting or singing or dancing, you know, any kind of performing of any way you, you get on that moment and like the music starts and you're just like yeah I want to throw up and this is crazy but it's also so much fun and like you turn into this different person where it just kind of like everyone disappears and you do your thing sure what was your most memorable cheerleading experience okay you're gonna laugh at this one and this goes back to like when (laughs) you're already laughing I didn't tell you so like stated I cannot do any gymnastics And I was in like the middle school and it wasn't a competition because, you know, it was just like a showcase and we had to do a cartwheel because we were younger and I couldn't do one. And I just kind of like log rolled and like made up my own cheerleading like thing. And my mom was like crying, laughing. Everyone was laughing at me and it was like on camera and everyone's like not everyone my mom's like my sister's like remember when you did that cartwheel like when you were in like seventh grade at that cheer thing and I was like how could I not like it was awful I still can't do a cartwheel (laughs) what's your mom's email address I want to see this video (laughs) I would love it I would love it if I could have it because it's like I mean I could probably recreate it for you right now but I mean I don't want to wake the kids up with like shaking the house (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, I love the, the piece about you that was scared of that thing, but you still did the scary thing. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's, uh, that, that, that attests to some, some resilience and some intestinal fortitude of, of some sort that, that a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people that, that fear paralyzes them to the degree that they don't try anything. So right. the fact that you you found things that you were willing to to work beyond that fear to be part of is 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 good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Safe. So I don't know. Did you did you do any look, I we should have kept note kept track of this tomorrow. Um did you do any any uh babysitting when you were in high school? Oh, are you kidding me? I was co-owner of LS Babysitting Club. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, tell tell us about this. Oh, um, so LS my, L, L is for Leslie. Yeah, and then S for Sarah. And um, it was called the LS Babysitters <laughs> Club. And probably a little spin-off the babysitters club. I don't know if like you're too old for that series. I'm, I'm way too old, but I'm I'm called. I'm definitely literate. too old. And plus I probably wasn't in America at that time. Yeah. yeah I I, I'm, call, I'm culturally um, literate enough to know what it was though. So yeah. were you fighting crime? And no, so like there was the book series, but there was also like a TV show as well. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so we were like, yep, we're going to have a babysitting club. And basically it was her um, cousins that we watched. 
Um, but no, I did a lot of babysitting um, and not so much when I was younger per se, but my sister and my brother, like when my brother's 10 years older than me, he had my nephew when I was a junior in high school and I had babysat like for just people like my cousin, my little cousins and stuff. I don't know. And then my sister had children really young and they lived with us. So, you know, I was that prime age where she was like working all the time. And I was, I took a year off of school and I just like had the kids all the time. And it's funny because my parents had this play set and I could probably find the picture somewhere, but I had, I have four, two nieces and two nephews on like my side and they were, they're all a year apart. So they were like literally one, two, three, four. And I had them all on this. I had them all. And I put a picture online and it was like auntie Leslie daycare. And it was funny because like however many years later I was, you know, in that field and I never saw me going in that field, but here I am. So I've just always been around kids. What did a afternoon or evening of babysitting with LS babysitting club look like for the children? Um, pretty much whatever they wanted to do, but I always, okay. So we always made sure like supper was made, like parents would make sure. And the one thing that we, I always did is after the kids were finally in bed, we always cleaned and we always made sure all the dishes were done. Everything was wiped down. And I remember somebody saying like, wow, like you clean the whole house. And I'm like, well, once they're in bed, like, what do you expect me to do? Like, I want you to come home. So we were like a full, I mean, we did it all. The kids were taken care of. We cleaned your house. I mean, we were good, responsible kids looking after kids. Oh, that's, that's... I can't believe we didn't have more success. Yes, definitely. Uh-huh. I, after hmm. the kids went to bed, when I babysat, I usually just uh, watched love boat and uh, raided the refrigerator or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we would probably do that. Um, yeah, I know. That's how old I am. Yeah. yeah and it just goes to show what a better person Leslie is than I am. Yeah, of course. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just how I am, I suppose. Like, I even years, I say years ago, it wasn't that long ago. It was before I had kids and I a mom at work asked if I could watch their girls one night. And then after they went to bed, I like did all the dishes, made sure everything was tidy. I mean, I wasn't a teenager. I was probably like 24, 25. And she was like, Oh my gosh, my house is cleaner than when I left. But I'm like, what do you, I don't, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I'm not going to have you come home. I'm in your house. You're like, I don't know. Are are you, have you brought a piece of that to your program now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I am that, that above and beyond kind of thing. Yes, she said she'll do anything. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that. Yeah, I mean, it, you have to be that way. Or, you no, know, I shouldn't say you have to be that way. It's just how I am, I suppose. Like, I mean, you got to make sure everything 
is done. You got to make sure, you know, the kids are, but, but, but working in a childcare center, there's a lot more than just looking after and being and engaging with children. There's a lot. And I think people don't realize that like when they're at, whether they're in school or, you know, they come on their practicum or, you know, and they're like, uh, I have to what? And I'm like, we are maids, we're plumbers, we're nurses. I'm like, the list goes on and on. And that's where a lot of the common sense kind of comes in because you don't, you might not learn all that stuff, but I'm constantly going at work with a drill and stuff. And they like, they're like teasing. They're like, how do you even know how to do this stuff? And I'm like, well, my husband says I do it wrong, but I'm like, the stuff works. It stays like, there's so much more. It's like, you have to be a jack of all trades to work in the field. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get into the field? (laughs) This is a funny story. Funny you should ask Jeff. I'll I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Well, I, and I say like, this was never, Oh, I hear little feet. Um, oh, it's big feet, not little feet. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, just to refill that ball. Um, so I went to photography school. That was my dream, my passion, everything. I mean, I still love that. I still love doing it, but... um. I, my family has a place up in here in Canada and I met my now husband. I mean, I've always knew who he was. I was friends with his brother. Anyways, we got together and I lived in Massachusetts. He lived in Canada. And I remember my good friend's mom goes, what are you doing? It's never going to happen. Move on. I mean, probably right. Like, you know, she was just trying to like save, you know, me from dreaming big Anyways, I quit my job and I went up to our summer cottage and spent the summer with him. And I was just like, I need to stay like there's nothing for me down home and I love it here. And but to legally stay in the country, I, you know, it's not just you can't just walk in like. So I was reading on how we could, I could stay. And basically I could stay if I had a student visa. So my mom was like, are you kidding me? Like there's an early childhood program. Everyone who knows you knows you're like, so kids love you. Cause I'm, am a child. Um, <laughs> and they're like, she's like, this would be perfect for you. And hopefully we could get you in and then you could take the course and then you could stay each other Uh, stay with each other to do the proper paperwork to stay in the country, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, sign me up. So I was on the wait list and I just kind of kept staying. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, wow, this is very, uh, you know, living by the seat of your pants. Is that what they say? Which is not like me at all, but they ended up calling me and they're like, somebody dropped out. Do you want to join the program? So I did. I joined the program And, um, it gave me long enough to live in the country, to apply for a visa, to stay here as common law, fast forward, doing everything. I ended up getting a job in a center and she was like, okay. And if you last here a year, like, you know, after your year anniversary, like we do, like we give you this bracelet 
and she was talking about the future and I'm like, Oh no, no. Like, no, I'm literally here until my photography career like booms and what have you. And anyways, it's like almost 10 years later and I'm the assistant director and pretty much a lifer and I love it. So it's just so funny how life works. So that's how I got into it. Okay. So we got to pause here for a moment. This is tomorrow. I think this is the first time we've had somebody who got into early learning for love. For love. Yes. Yes. Or citizenship or, or, or visa. Yeah. Totally used it to stay in the country. Yes. But then then you, then you managed to sort of, from what I'm understanding, through what Jeff's been saying with you, you, you managed to put the photography together with the work. Well, I, yeah, I still do it. Like I, Jeff, like I worked with Jeff on one of his books and that was really cool. And it was kind of like check off the bucket list. I was publishing a book and I do, um, um, I do get a lot of work through families, which is nice because I don't advertise. It's just something I love to do photography. But again, going back to the anxiety factor of it, like I just can't do it exclusively. I mean, I could, but I just kind of don't want to. And the hours can be like doing weddings every weekend with kids and stuff. It's just like, eh, it's not for me. So I still get to do it. I get to like, they need new pictures for our website and I'm like, I'm on it. I'll do it. Um, I do preschool portraits in the fall for all the families, which they love because other centers don't do that. And I set up a thing and I do it for everybody and they just love it. So, I mean, I still get to do it and I get to kind of do it both the ECE being with children and focusing on that. I get to do both. I get to do it all. Like I said earlier, I just kind of like to do a little bit of everything. I'm all over the place. I'm like a ping pong ball or, you know, and I just kind of, I get to tie it into my, both of those careers, Uh I suppose. Uh But it is true, Jeff. I think of all the people we've spoken to, nobody's gone towards it for love. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's interesting. I work in early learning for love. Um, <laughs> Leslie, was that that first program you started out? Is that the same program you're in now? Or is that a different uh, like program? The, like the early learning center? Like the, like, well, like the, the, the program you started working at for, for to get your visa. Is that the program you're at now? Uh, I've been at the same center the entire time. Okay. Is that what you yeah, me. Here's my intelligence comes in. What are you saying to me? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, 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 that, that, that program's changed ownership and stuff, but it's still the same, same place. Yeah, it's the same place. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I thought, because I mean, often people bounce around, but you, you found a place and it was, it, it, it's obviously had some allure that has yeah, kept you, you. Like, are, I see you smiling. Are you trying to get no, into the I'm juice? Not, no, no, you don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. No, I'm okay with talking about it. I don't really care, but yeah, I am. I am there because it is new ownership. So for something that I just thought was going to be to get my visa, but stayed longer. And then I kept telling myself like, you can get through this. It was not a very healthy working relationship. Like, a few years in or, or so. And I was like, well, Canada has amazing maternity benefits. It is something that they really, they do have. And I knew that eventually we were going to have children. So I'm like, just make it till mat leave and you can be done. So I did that. And then when I was, went on maternity leave, 
new ownership took over and they would like, well, we'd love to have you back. And I'm like, well, I think I want one more. So I should go back. And they're absolutely amazing. I love them dearly. And it's, I'm forever thankful that they took over and um, it is a, it's great. It's great. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Well, no, I'm trying, I like to try to understand people now. I know the previous owner to some extent, and my feeling was as an outsider, you and she appeared appeared to have a, a good relationship. Was that ever true or was it always friction? No, no, it was, it was true at times. Absolutely. There was a time that I was very good friends with her um and it's just too bad how people take um how people just aren't as they seem I suppose I mean I don't know I think it's you know who did she remind you of (laughs) um I don't know if I can think like there's no one in particular in my life at this point, but I do know. um, And it's not just me. It's everybody that worked there. And we actually had someone come in the center today and they kind of brought her up and we have a joke where it's like, don't talk about her because you're going to get Leslie going. And I'm just like, it's unfortunate because I, and I think the reason why Jeff, you think that you didn't, notice is I I do try to stay professional and respectful like she was my boss um and as the time went on it just went down 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 I mean I mean and she I couldn't even hide it like she's like what's going on like you and blah um and I think the reason why I stayed as well like we talk about it the people that are still there is because she wasn't involved especially near the end I mean she was never there and we were like this little family that were really going through hell together, but we just stayed together for the kids, for the family, for each other. And we were so close in this tight knit little coworker family that we always say the reason we were so close is because of what we were working with and for. So, See, I always saw, I mean, everything and maybe I'm bad at picking things up, but I saw, I mean, you were like her right arm. And I know. I thought, you know. I thought you two were a lot closer that it ended up being that you, that you were. We, we were like when you would have, when we would have had your conferences and things like that, we were pretty close. And you know, a lot of it, um, and like, unfortunately, like was kind of her personal life and trying to be as, as understanding and stuff. A lot of it was not, it wasn't towards us. Um, It was her own personal life that she brought in. And I mean, I can see why she did some of the things that she did. And it is actually a very sad story, but I just can't, and none of us like can forgive how we were treated and things like that. And that's, and that's too bad. Um, Maybe at some point tomorrow I'll I'll reach out and ask her if she wants to be on the show, but I'm not sure she's talking. Oh, you, I don't, I don't think she's talking to me. So, um, uh, no. Leslie, what made you, you, this, you thought this was good. You thought you were going to be a short termer in, mm-hmm. in early learning. What, 
Do you remember what the turning point was? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I just think that you get into it. You get so attached to these kids. You get these relationships with family. I mean, the hours, like, you know, it's a steady, you know, Monday through Friday, you got, you know, steady hours, steady pay. And you just kind of get into the, the groove of it. And like, like I said, um, before knowing in my mind, like, just make it to a mat leave and you can be done, like make it to a mat leave, you know, finish up with these families that you have. And I just, I'm not going to lie. Like I had applied to and looked, I would look at jobs daily and be like, I need to, and it wasn't to get out of the field for the profession. It was because of what we were dealing with among, you know, that whole situation. Um, But again, like I said, I was so close with my coworkers and where she was very absent and not there barely at all. It was kind of like, we didn't have to deal with her that we were happy when she wasn't there because we took care of it and we did it. And we had the kids that, I mean, we're so close. Like I'm still so close with families that, um, that I had in our center and we're in a very like small community and we just recently moved and almost everyone on my street I have had in my care. <laughs> so I joke that I can't go like take the garbage out or whatever, my pajamas, cause they'll comment <laughs> on my fashion attire. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I know people that, that, you know, being in a small community is good and bad. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I do get people all the time be like, why would you ever stay there? Like, as soon as I was off work, when I was pregnant, like I got put off because of like, you know, early for like sick leave, they call it. My parents were like, my gosh, like, there's our daughter back. Like she, there you are. I mean, I was miserable. I I don't know quite why I stayed, but I did. And I'm glad that I did because I'm there today with, the new ownership and they immediately like promoted me, gave me a raise and they're amazing. Like they're amazing people who, you know, if you want a day off because of personal reasons, they're like, absolutely. Like, (laughs) don't worry about it. Um, As long as there's not like a bunch of other people off, like go ahead. Like there was, they're just reasonable. They're kind and, that's not what we were dealing with before. And who knows, maybe she will listen to this and that's okay. I don't really mind, but um, it was not, it was a very toxic uh, relationship. So I'm glad going back that it can, you can kind of find the joy again in being there and, you know, being excited to go to work and, you know, being like, we're, we're a family. I mean, we were before, but it's it was more dysfunctional dysfunctional before oh very much there's all kinds of ways to be a family and some of them are dysfunctional exactly so yeah what i can't remember how how i i don't know how to um what do you what do you get out of the job now a paycheck bi-weekly (laughs) (laughs) you know I like your honesty because I'm sure that there's many early childhood people who feel that way oh they would have to I mean sometimes 
It's Absolutely. It is very hard work. And like I said, I am not with children full days. I am in the office. I am doing odd jobs. I'm helping people with their classroom environments. I, I mean, every, all these odd jobs, I am in charge of the wait list and I get to do all this stuff because like I said, I have, I get bored. Now being in a classroom is not boring. Believe me, you wish it was boring at times. It is not, but I'm just always the type of person with whatever job, like I have to be always doing different things and whatever. Um, my, what was the question? Here I go what again. You, what do you get out of the job besides the paycheck by week? Yeah, I was only joking. I mean, obviously I need. Well, no, I, I mean, that's a, that's an honest answer. I mean. um, You know, um, the bonuses is both my children go there and it's, it's kind of like bittersweet because I hear when they're acting out, <laughs> but I know they're in like the best center. I get to see them throughout the day. Um, I am very good friends with everybody I work with and especially the owners. I get to be around the kids. Like I just genuinely love my job. Like going back to from between COVID and, you know, COVID and all that being, you know, isolated. And then in Canada, you get a year mat leave, which is amazing, but it was still COVID. Yes. You get a year. So, which is amazing. So I was home for a year, but we still had very strict COVID restrictions. So I was home with my kids like by myself for over a year. And then, and I'm a very social person. So going back to work and just, you know, and I know they, they're like, Oh, we have, they had like a countdown. It was literally on the calendar for when I came back to work, which is nice because you feel so appreciate, you know, appreciated and you know that you're helping and you know, whatever. It's just, I genuinely love where I work. I love the people I work with. I love the families. And I mean, I'm, I, I'm to the point now where, where I was going through hell with where I was working at that. I'm like, I'm too old for that. Like if I wasn't genuinely happy, it's time to move on, but I don't need to move on because I love it. And I actually want to be even more involved if I can be with where I stand, even in the business. So, yeah. So I think there's a lot of people i mean all the stuff i do about 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 burnout there are a lot of people that are working in programs that have some version of that i don't know toxic is kind of a buzzword but that that toxic environment whether it's just the relationship between them and their coworker in their classroom or whether it's mm-hmm. some program wide thing um and a lot of people just jump ship like you were thinking about doing do you have yeah. any any thoughts on tips, advice for somebody that might be listening to this that's experiencing that for for weathering it and getting getting through it? I mean, the only, I mean, I think if you're truly unhappy, um, and see, my story was one of those things where I stuck it out because I knew there was kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I knew you know, I got married, we definitely wanted a child, and that was going to happen. And I was going to take that mat leave. And if I stopped working, you know, I wouldn't get that mat leave. So it was kind of always my end point was to do that. So I guess somebody that wouldn't be in my position, like if you're truly unhappy, and like, I mean, I, 
I was a looking back, I'm like, I, was it worth it to stay? I guess in the long run, I say yes, because look where I am now. I love the owners. I'm super happy. Um, I see myself as a lifer. I have no interest in going elsewhere. I never could. Like I'm very, 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 very happy, but that's not going to be the case for everybody. And if you're truly unhappy, you're in a toxic, you know, work environment, or you cannot, you know, you just know that it's wrong with whatever, say something like, you know, who you're working with is not right. I mean, speak up for sure. And if not, like you need to move on because if you're not happy, you know, what happens is it pours over into how you're working with the kids and how you're acting with the kids. And that's a huge, problem. huge problem because I can say that did happen to me. And that's not right. And it's not who I am. But at the time, I remember just being super short, miserable, like going into the closet and crying. I mean, and that's just not me, right? So if you are to that point, um, it might not be for you, the field altogether, or maybe just a simple shift in where you work and a new environment and new people would service you better then like you need to do that like I wouldn't suggest what I did even though I do have a happy ending mm-hmm. but <laughs> like you need to take care of you so you, you can take care of everyone else because that's your that's job right. taking care of people yeah and, and I guess one of the benefits of the high turnover in early childhood across the board is unless you're in a very tiny community there's always some place to move on to yeah, yeah. I mean that is sad but I mean, if you find yourself miserable one place, there's probably a place down the road that is is hiring or is going to be hiring in the next couple of months because that's just that's just the realities of the profession. But I don't know, like if if this is happening and I don't know how like you know about right now, and I know it's like everywhere is short staff. Like even here we have places that are closing down because they don't have enough staff. And we I was just talking about this today trying to find somebody especially with their early childhood training is is nearly impossible and with this um in this field like you just naturally it seems to happen have a lot of females obviously and a lot of people that are younger and end up like in our center alone we were talking about this today in our two-year-old room we had one one two five staff in like a year and a half that worked in our two-year-old room that got pregnant and had children or having babies. So that's five staff that have left a classroom within like a year and a half. Wow. Um, And it's to trying to find people that are, you know, have the training and have the passion to work in this. I mean, right now, it's, it's, it's insane. I said, where are all these people taking this course? It seems to me every year it's filled. And if you go on and look for jobs, it is, I mean, everywhere, every center is hiring around us. And when I graduated, 
everyone was like super competitive with, oh, I want to be at this center. And there was only a couple jobs. And it's like, where are all the people? And I don't know if it's because they realize how hard the field is. Cause you know, you do get people that end up being in school. They go on the practicum and they're like, Holy smokes. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Cause it is. It is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's everywhere. I don't think it's just here in almost every field, but it's like, where are the people at? Because it is hard to find people that are, passionate and and care and want to you know Heck, it, it's just hard it's hard to find people that have a pulse and will show up yes and then, yes. And then you ask for a little bit of passion and and skill that 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 becomes a, a real challenge for a lot of programs yeah and even with us, we, we're fortunate in where we are located. We have a brand new, beautiful school that's going to be opening next year. It's walking distance from our center. And our after school program has completely just blown up. There's a wait list where people calling every day. And it's like, even if we wanted to expand and we've expanded twice, it's good luck trying to find someone to work in it. So, so are you hiring? <laughs> I mean, we we're, we're going to be very soon. Everyone's okay, well, pregnant. Well, well, <laughs> winter is winter is long and cold in Canada. So I mean, people got to do something with their time. Um, I know. Would you Would you like to do a do 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 a little uh, help wanted ad? I know. I mean, wouldn't you uh, want no, to I work? Think Jeff's, giving, Jeff's inviting you to do a help wanted ad right now. And anybody want to move to uh, to to uh, to Canada and work with Leslie? Leslie, how do they get a hold of you? Um, you can find me on all social media. I'm very friendly. I will be friends with anyone and yeah, come work for us. We do get a lot of like sketchy resumes, but the big thing is like no call, no shows. I don't know what that's about there. I talk to them. I'm like, you want to come in for an interview? They're like, absolutely. I'm like, okay, how about Tuesday at three o'clock? They're like, I'll be there. They never show up ever maybe it's just somebody prank calling you maybe it's uh that, that former owner prank calling you <laughs> oh, listen <laughs> maybe 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 um leslie it seems what to if, me jeff you know how to tr- uh, press leslie's buttons uh, nah um <laughs> leslie what would what, what advice what what advice would you give to anybody entering this field now about weathering weathering the challenging parts and embracing the good parts whether they're doing it because they're passionate about it or just because they want to stay in the country <laughs> listen i don't have to be working in this anymore i've got my permanent residency <laughs> and you're still do, doing it i could be a stripper right that like, <laughs> I, I can do whatever i want but i'm still here so that, that's not the only two choices <laughs> Well, it's funny because when I got my first working visa, I couldn't work with children because I had to wait for like a different visa to come in. And it said right on my visa, like cannot work in like hospital, medical, children or teaching or the sex trade. I kid you not. Cannabis. But now I can. There's, now there's, so, I can. there's so many rules. Like there's so many rules and I'm like, as if this is like 
okay, this is why I'm migrating to Canada to work in the sex trade. And, and it was either that, photography. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could, you know, I could, you know, maybe have a little side business there. Maybe you're onto something tomorrow. I'd probably make some big bucks, but <laughs> I think I'll stick with the child's, uh, the child care. Yeah. You want to either do one of those things or the other. It's probably not good for, uh, for the early learning job. If you're, if you're doing the other and, and too many people find out about it, that's probably exactly. I got to, yeah. yeah. I had to choose. So I guess I'll choose, I guess I'll choose, choose the kids. Any final thoughts for people before we wrap up? I don't know. Like, are people going to listen to this? That's my question. Like yeah, people listen, people listen. I'm, I'm, yeah. I can't listen to the feedback. I just, when you asked me however long ago, I was like, why do you want me to come on? I have nothing good to say. I mean, I could have a really juicy one, but I, I, you know, with certain topics, but like what, what didn't we ask you that, uh, that we should have asked you? Oh no, not just nothing. I just, you know, talking about past. Sounds like you're holding something about back from us, Leslie. Yes. I'm very curious. Listen, I, I'm just trying to be professional. Let's have the dirt. (laughs) Oh oh, gosh, no, nothing. But do you know what's funny is I often think like, this is totally off topic, but in the center we do not that any parents would listen to this, but it's just funny thinking. I often think about doing like a secret what your child's educators are saying about you or what they think. Like we definitely sit in the break room and are like, who's the hottest dad here? Like, come on, who is it? You know, what's his his name? I don't know. There's a, well, and it's some, you know, and this is what we talk about because we have a couple and we get into debates about it because it's like, obviously we're a very diverse group of people and then some like some play for the other team. So I'm just like, all right, all right. Who's the mom? Who's the mom? And it's all great fun. And we kind of go, Oh no, she's like someone who I might think they're like, no, they're not natural enough. And then we're like, you like so-and-so no. And then just kind of like the stuff that children say to you. I mean, we know everything about their family that we would never be able to tell them. And it's just kind of like this on the secrets of an early childhood educator that could, that's on something. But I think that that's why a lot of parents are afraid of schools because it's not even, it's not even conscious in a way, but they know that you what the teachers know about them in very intimate ways through their children there's no no way out of that no we know everything yeah tamar back in uh, your director days did you ever uh, play the who's the hottest dad game with the uh, staff no because i was the director can't play i couldn't you know you can play (laughs) if i found out they were doing that in the in the staff room i'd bring them educational articles to read (laughs) I think you're absolutely lovely but you're way you're way too like what's the word I'm looking for you're Uh, intellectual 
Well, no, of course you're very intellectual, but <laughs> I just think you're too proper for me. Maybe are you British? I feel like you sound British. Is it the Britishness? I was brought up in a British colony in Africa, in Zimbabwe. What? Yeah, in Rhodesia. It was Rhodesia. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Yeah. I'm well, well, well. We'll record tomorrow's journey sometime too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with with pleasure. <laughs> Were you beaten? Were you beaten as a child? Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Any more questions, Leslie? Because tomorrow I'll answer them. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I just think, um, see, people joke like that know me because I know how to obviously act around children but people who know me personally are like you work with children like you are the crudest most immature person I know and I'm like absolutely but I've never I just know how to turn it on and off for kids you know like I've never really slipped up except one time I something happened someone wiped poop on someone's face and I just kind of put my hand on my head and went Jesus Christ like kind of under my breath and they went, oh, 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 daddy says that sometime and mommy gets mad. That's not nice. And that's the only time I've ever slipped up. And I was like, and you know what? But I had good relationships with the parents. So I'm like, I got to tell you a story. And I told on myself and they laughed, right? Because it's all about the relationships. We have good families and yes. I'm quite close with a lot of them. So you can kind of have those real conversations. And if you drop like an F-bomb or I'm like, listen, your kid's driving me to drink tonight. They're like, you know what? I'm going to get you a gift card. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, it makes it a little more fun. And, you know, yes. you have to be real. You got to be yes. real with it. You have to be real and playful, which is what you sound like you yeah. are. We, oh, yeah. We live in this. That's part quite... of my trade, playful. <laughs> <laughs> we live in this, this crazy puritanical Victorian world where we expect people because they work with children to yes. to walk around with halos on all the time and yeah. and I got to tell you my experience with with caregivers when they when they let their hair down is that they're just as messed up and fun loving and eager to have a good time as as anybody else and now I mean there's 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 a continuum there there are some people that are on one end of it like Leslie and there are other people that are a little bit more reserved um in their hair letting down um on the other end of the spectrum like me but uh but there there is that uh there is that uh uh need i think for people yes. in this field to to just blow off that steam sometimes oh absolutely it's such a hard job and also you know when you're with little children all the time it, it it's going to sound weird and i don't mean it the way it's going to sound but it's like you're in a sort of mental asylum and after a while you sort of need to vent a little bit you yeah. know <laughs> yeah oh yeah. but i also think it's so important like you have these children I mean, all day long, Monday through Friday. And some of these, like some of these kids I've had, because I've been there so long now, babies, starting at babies. And now all of a sudden they're going off to middle school. And it's like these parents get such this relationship with you. Like you literally turn into family and they'll send me a message just on Facebook messenger and you get close to them. And now that I have children in the center, like I was on a play date last night 
and you just kind of get those relationships, it's like, obviously there's a professionalism, but there's also a realness. And it's like, you're taking care of these children, these people's kids. And when you get those relationships with them and you're so close, it's, um, you turn into like this little family. And I think it's important, like 90 and like you obviously, you know, which parents that you can joke with, you right. can be very open with and then the ones that you have to be very you know professional sure but it's like I found over the years that just you get this bond with these people and they love you for who you are and that's why they like you so much and you know you can tease them or you can just really I mean I've cried to parents I've laughed and joked whatever you have so I mean obviously like I said there's a point to be professional but there's also a point to just be real and who you are and I mean I think it makes people kind you know get closer with you and feel more comfortable when you have their kids I mean Goodness. See, Lizzie, I think you're very intelligent. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're not going to fit through the door tonight, Tamar. You're awful kind to me. No, well, you know, we like to play good cop, bad cop sometimes. Yeah. I do too in my second grade. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, I'm I think, kidding. Yeah, yeah, you can say you're kidding, but people are people are going to be looking for a website pretty soon if you keep it up. No, um, well, it's funny, real quick, um, because <laughs> I knew that we would be on video, and I was like stressed out about it, so I kind of was like, you know, putting a little makeup on, and my my husband's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Is there somebody I don't know about?" Just joking, and I'm like, "It's just my second job." <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that you are, and, and I've seen both sides of the of you. I've seen how intuitive and tuned in you are with kids and families when you're working. And I've also had you force me to drink Irish car bombs. So, um, yeah, yeah. So both, both sides I think are, are delightful. And, um, I, I, I kind of like people in this profession that can, can be real about it and, and know that there, there are, stressful times during the day and you got to be able to to unwind and, and let go of that that doesn't it doesn't always have to involve alcohol um yeah. but but uh being able to blow off that steam and relax and goof around and joke is is a valuable part of being able to show up the next day and be yes. tuned in and focused and do the job well absolutely it's called refueling got to keep that cup full yeah got to keep it full always Shall we, uh, shall we wrap it up? Any final thoughts? Well, I, I really enjoyed meeting Leslie. Well, thank you. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, I'm just nobody sitting in my basement right now. <laughs> you are not nobody. Thanks, tomorrow. <laughs> You're not. You do very important work. You're not nobody. Yeah. And you've, sure. and you've reflected on how what affected you in your childhood and you're doing things differently for your children and so forth. Uh, you're not nobody. No. And your well, parents I mean, must have been saints. What? They are. My parents, parents must, have been, must, have been, must have been saints to, uh, to, to bring this one into adulthood. That was. Yeah. They, they, definitely, they definitely were not. 
They no, they are. They're pretty amazing, and they always say, <laughs> oh, they always say, oh my goodness. But you know what? Truly, going like I was the easy kid because I'm like the jokester and whatever. But I was the easy, easy, easy one. Look, I think I'm, anybody who's been brought up by adults has to have has to go for therapy. Yeah, adults will really mess you up. They will. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, aren't we all? Yes. This has been Early Learning Journeys. We will be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. You'll find Leslie online, whatever job she's involved with. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Say goodbye, Leslie. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>